1: Their levers and believers. Welcome to the show. My name's Tanya, and this is part three of their own set of rules, which is merely me and Grace having a catch up. And we talk about a range of different things as we conclude this little chat from the beginning of the week. I love her authenticity, I love her real, I love her tell it how it is, and that's our Grace so here's their own set of rules part three i mean certainly cassius is not alone in the uh, people who've turned their back on the hillsong uh, church and seem to have emerged disappeared busy doing something else nothing to see here moving along yes Mm. It's quite a few of them. Mm. People with uh, power and and who had a lot to say in the name of God, who suddenly don't have so much to say, especially when yeah. they're being
2: asked questions. Mm. Yeah, like I find that really bit of a cheat, to be honest.
1: Yeah, it's uh, having cake, eating it. I don't know some analogy, that
2: precisely.
1: Yeah, I, I want you know. I wonder what will happen because these people have held. A lot of power over a lot of people for a lot of years, and haven't always wielded it that well. You know, every single one of these pastors seems to have been a screamer, a yeller, having a bit of a temper. So, you know, eventually, surely somebody's going to come out of somewhere and say
2: something. Yeah, that's complaint. Yeah, you would hope so. You would hope so. I think the main thing is just really people holding people accountable to the the things that they said and did and, you know, I think as well people aren't really remembering some of the things that we said on platform some time ago and they, you know, there's just so much information all the time coming off that platform Mm. that you kind of just forget because there's now a new wave, you know, and another new wave of like things that they're saying telling you to do I mean going back to that Robert Ferguson thing him yelling about spending money I find that really interesting because they're actually not even handing buckets around anymore
1: okay what's happening there what just straight like microchip in they no they just have
2: (laughs) they just have a proper (laughs) like a little short message for like 15 minutes and then like it was done on Christmas day and she just told everyone that the information of how to give was on the screens, and then it was keep calm and carry yeah. on. Yeah, they just like uh, got on with the rest of the service. I mean, that's when you were saying that they were saying, Get up, sit down,
1: get up, sit down, sit down, sit, down, sit up.
2: Um, yeah, yeah, but kind of it was weird too, to have yeah? offering and then to give a message on the Bible. And then it was like, yeah, the information to how to give is on your screens. And then, yeah, no buckets being handed around. So I'm like, um, what now? <laughs> I'm like, that's really, it just felt really weird, like that they don't give the buckets out. So there's no actual that ability to give.
1: Is that a Christmas what? thing? Because they didn't want to go over the top on Christmas Day?
2: No, nah, I think that's standard now, which I found, I don't know, it was just mm. really different. Just really interesting, and,
1: and yet, uh, the Robert Ferguson there wasn't uh, backwards in coming forwards about uh coughing
2: up the offerings from the sheet, yeah. Which is that's you know, that's mm-hmm. what I'm like, what is he saying that for? <laughs> you know, they're giving you pressure, they obviously me- really clearly didn't pressure you.
1: Why have they got financial challenges when they own office space in New York and Festival Hall in Melbourne? 23 million dollars worth one one might almost think that it was debt upon debt upon collateral upon loans and debts to buy the next thing one would almost almost think it was some kind of ponzi scheme or you know ponzianity as i would like to call it uh because if they don't have any money but they've got all these assets is it just one big and Goodness knows I'm not a like a debt, financial advisor, one big debt, but well, you get one property and you use that as collateral for the next one, and so on and so on. And so maybe they don't have much money at all. And why was Bobby selling her clothes on eBay that time?
2: I don't know. I don't know. It's really, really to me, honest, it's, it's very bizarre.
1: Okay. I mean, I didn't know if that was a kind of a colour your world thing to do or something, but. They the, from what I understand, their home is sold in like suburban Glenhaven, so that's out of the way. And I understand, I could be wrong, that there, there are two Bondo apartments down at Bondo Beach. One has been sold, and so the lovely couple, Brian and Bobby, get to spend more time with each other, shall we say, than perhaps when they had more than I one. Mean, can't they just wardrobe. be retired?
2: Can't they just be retired right now? Like, what? wouldn't that also make, no, but I'm saying, wouldn't that also make a lot of, you know, like financial sense at their time of their lives? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. so uh, he's, uh, I mean, uh, the word on the grapevine underground, whatever, they're getting ready to go to the United States, they're getting ready to relocate. That's what people have been saying. Uh, you know just get this thing out of the way and we'll see so that's nice it's um, nice and then I, I think he has plans to be an itinerant a freelance kind of journey, uh, a freelance preacher. preacher if you will
2: yeah it's nice what just what into, would... I mean
1: rather than well I mean I think rather than have your own church and then like You have to have people over and come up with a love offering for them. You can just go around collecting.
2: Be paid to preach. He's literally being paid to preach.
1: Quite a few of them, I don't have names, but they're looking into life coaching a lot of these pastors. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's quite. It's all right. future's bright.
2: Half of the church would be thinking of trying to be who are all in leadership, would be trying to be a life coach. Oh, dear. Which is,
1: I, I mean, you know, their choices thus far have not been. Anyway. <laughs> so, so, I mean, like, what are their life skills like?
2: I think they, it's mm. about the positivity, really. It's about the positive vibes they're given and people living life the way, yeah. in a way that they know. perspective, yeah. having, being disciplined, meditating, all that stuff. All that good stuff.
1: If um people are charismatic, they're charismatic, and if they can, you know, if they're great salesmen and they're charismatic, and people like their personality, they're set for life. Or have you ever heard of Church by the Bridge? Yes.
2: What? Where is that from?
1: I think it's near the Sydney Harbour Bridge, and I think there's been some relocations there. I'm just chatting to you anyway.
2: Hard to keep and, up um, with the Kardashians.
1: Oh. It's easier to keep up with the Kardashians, and the it's
2: uh, such a soap opera.
1: Such a soap opera.
2: It truly is. So, cross in the Greek
0: rotten talk. Don't let any rotten talk—not just because it's damaging people. It grieves the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He's upset when
2: we do it. That's a discipline. All right. Here's another one. The shape of our concentration. The shape of our concentration fix your gaze directly before you verse 25 miss
0: Shapen focus misses the prize, you know the story in Luke 10 38 Mary and Martha together Mary sat
2: at the Lord's feet, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made it is that- going to be
0: distracted. No. I I love the fact that Tyler
2: here is
0: writing with a notebook. I think that's wisdom. Because when you've got a phone in your
1: hand, I'm mentioning no notes.
2: Mm. And you're taking notes on a phone, there's a million distractions. Oh, Dad. That is not the first time they've preached about notebooks. Like, honestly, you guys, they're trying to be like, you know, go back to the 1960s, yet they are themselves the biggest hypocrites in the world. I mean, like, they've got, like, photographers, videographers. They've, they're constantly distracted. We have that many lights flashing the whole time. Like, it's so dumb.
1: It's just, I wonder how relatable it is.
2: Relatable? To
1: go, great. Well, I mean, and there is something very, it's not tangible. What's the word? Like, there's a lot of substance to actually writing something down
2: instead of using phone, he know, so a phone. We know, we know. Yeah, we do know that. Research has said that <laughs> writing, it uses the brain to think as well as do at the same time, which is what also music helps with memory too, which we know it's been proven certain genres of music oh, yeah. to whilst reading and writing helps too. But that I mean, like... What I'm saying is, is like, like, the, the, you know, they've been talking like this for years of trying to be counterculture and being different, but they are the most fashionable church there is on earth. They can't just be like a, a worldly, ver- the most worldliest version of church that they can get without being it, literally. well, yeah. or, or getting away with it as much as they can being worldly. And clearly by their actions... And infidelity, I mean, they're just part of the statistic anyway. Yeah,
1: and someone like the old Fergo and the old the old crew remember the old days where, the, you know, it was hell, fire and brimstone and yeah. literal translations and stuff and you did all that. So they kind of want both. So it's
2: like... Yeah, we want the young people yeah. in, which is what Brian always wanted. We yeah. wanted young people in church. He wanted the young people in the front. He wanted a young, 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 young young all the time. And then we end up with old birds like him who are being trying to preach old, old, old all the time. I'm like, wisdom and maturity doesn't just come from sitting and listening to a bunch of old people. Yeah,
1: that's always interested me how they got away with all that.
2: But You know, I'm sure there's loads of sermons out there that on one hand they've said one thing and then a few weeks later someone said something else from the pulpit. Mm-hmm. It's quite a, quite a common, it'd be a very common crime at Hillsong. Uh,
1: contradicting
2: itself? Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't they check with each other or they don't care or what? I think the ones that never leave Hills' Soul and circle tend to have. I think Brian, I think Peter, uh, not Peter, I think Robert was kind of part of ensuring there was what they call it, integrity. From the pulpit. Mm. It was definitely roles mm. like that around. Definitely. I mean Robert and Amanda were kind of in charge of well, they were in charge not kind of, they were in charge of the worship. Ensuring that worship was the words that were spoken were in line with the word of God.
1: Okay. Yeah. And he he was the big fancy Bible
2: teacher or Bible college. Been, wasn't it yeah that everyone was scared of <laughs> oh, people, people told horror Christ. stories of college yeah college and being five minutes late or you'd have to then get up and prophesy Ooh. there was definitely a lot of shame attached to being put on the spot by robert which i think was yeah, his you just then have
1: to prophesy like it was what, almost give me 10 prophecies
2: yeah literally. it was like <laughs> almost like punishment but public shame also and like it, it's almost like Robert projecting all the hate he had for college, college students, and the, the attitudes that were well with, set within Hillsong environment. He kind of, kind of got back at all the students that way. It was weird.
0: Look, I'm a girl who grew up.
2: in you know one would say ex- excessive discipline so in some ways you know when you when you're a little bit older you kind of think oh yep yeah, they got their serving but in another other ways you understand the psychological harm that things like mm. that can do because we know mm. now with bullying and things how how the psychological impacts of that is quite significant especially if you don't know that person's trauma history and they're getting publicly shamed in a church college christian, mm. christian college and who knows what they've gone through in their lifetime and that i guess that's where all these stories you know from ex-students have just, and ex students of just an ex ex members have come out through the years the, the impact that some of these situations that students and members found themselves in what it is how it has impacted them, you know. There's stories about women mm-hmm. struggling to have sex, and it relates to the purity culture that they were groomed in. It's quite scary stuff when you think about it. And when you're thinking about, suck, you know, going back to philosophical crises, that when a church is, you know, a leader has fallen from the throne, has gone through what the impact of something that was such a strongly held belief has now no longer serving that person because it's no longer safe for them or it's contributing to psychological distress, how devastating it could have for someone to now not, you know, everything that they thought they knew was truth and absolute truth is now or questionable. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's where the snap, ju- you know, going back to snap judgments again, I think that's where all those snap reactions, et cetera, come into play because people don't know how else to process. And they have a lot of intense feelings of anger or shame or guilt, uh, grief and hate, whatever else you want to, whatever other words you can associate or feelings you can associate with that experience that people have had when they've hit a crisis point and a philosophical crisis about what do I believe in now? And then it turns into all or nothing thinking like I'm not a Christian, I'm an atheist now, I've got nothing to do with it now. If That might be your point of view at this point in time and that's totally fine. All I'm talking about is actually going through a health, healthy processing of everything mm. and, and that can't be, you can't shortcut, shortcut that process. I mean, I'm sure Hillsong would love to give you five steps to healing and I know number one would be stop having grudges on people and maybe start tithing and everyone will in the church will feel better. Well, and you'll be blessed. Said, yeah. 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 I know. I know. I'm re-quoting it in yeah. a slapstick way. But yeah, the people actually slow down and process and look back after a few years. What place did this serve me? I mean, we all want our identity and belonging. That's part of philosophical questions. We are asked and we yeah. are 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 we are pushed. To challenge and ask and think about when we are going through those stage development of you know childhood adolescent young adulthood and you built this beautiful picture of what Disneyland looks like and then you finally get there and it's horrors it's the house of horrors you like Um... you know you then don't know what the hell is real and you know, you go out and smoke and drink and experiment and just go back into being an adolescent again and then come back a reformed person who's gone and explored the world and come up with new philosophical ideas. Um, you know, some people I know, yeah. they have they believe they're asexual and a lot of that's part of the identity that they grew up in a very controlling household that were super spiritual as well. and. Okay. Um, Struggled with sexual identity and feminism, the ideas of masculinity and femininity, which are social constructs. You know, and then couple, you know, then mix all that in with purity culture, how beautiful women have to look on the colour your world catwalk and all these other things that are probably going on. And then probably, you know, couple that with possible any sort of childhood trauma or sexual abuse that's occurred. You know, and it can be very indirect, you know, it could be manipulation or coercion, yeah. Yeah. not necessarily an act of violence itself, but, you know, very grooming, any sort of grooming behaviour. And like I said, I've, I've used the word grooming multiple times with Hillsong. And I would say that, you know, these youth or kids services, whilst they are positive and enlightening and do do encourage good values, they also... Are quite scary places where young people can be very, very vulnerable and conditioned. And just the idea of having to say yes all the time, put that in every context you can imagine possible that could be quite potentially dangerous for a child or young person. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Like you wouldn't yeah. want to put your child Volalty. in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. We know without a shadow of a doubt that abuse has occurred in institutional contexts. It's a given. We can't actually deny it anymore, and specifically mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. churches and mm-hmm. the type of church we are currently talking about, Hillsong. So I'm sure, you know, we're, we've been, you know, saturated with Frank, but what about everybody else that we will never hear the story? We, that is scary
1: to we, we peel away. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, keeping things quiet has long been the subtext and the and the culture and that's i mean there's also you know the more you read about it, there's a lot of favorable conditions for predators in churches like these that yep. emphasize forgiveness that i mean i've been thinking about someone made a comment on the facebook about uh leaving Hillsong facebook page about you know uh are they more prolific abusers than the Catholics and you've got to wonder I mean obviously it's a population thing but man the the evangelical population has exploded with all of this kind of turn to the person next to you and give them a hug lay hands on someone (laughs) hug them pray for them like it's (laughs) a lot more you know there's a lot more
2: opportunities for oops you know accidents or yeah, and side note, what about churches like, you know, sister organisation with the drug rehab or the rehab for people with addictions? Uh-huh. I mean, they're vulnerable uh-huh. people, vulnerable people. What, what, are, what evidence-based programs are they running for these people? Are they teaching them uh-huh. the way of God and Christianity uh-huh. and that'll clean them up? Where does it come from? Like where, where does... That program, what evidence base is it? What what theories is it based on? You know, I know for a fact these people have not gone to university, and and I'm not yeah. saying that the school of thought is the only thing that qualifies you. I'm saying that the 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 practice of critical thinking and assessing perspectives and looking at evidence and then questioning well, it uh, and analyzing. Uh,
1: I mean, these are government-funded organisations and rehabs as well, so...
2: There'd be multiple funding streams.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's intellectual snobbery to want the people that work in a rehab funded by the federal government to uh, have qualifications in the field.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know for a fact that those, some of the hiring of people were those places was the qualification was how much they'd served in church. Yeah. (laughs) And knowing whoever being related to so-and-so it, you know, I, I know now they're trying to make themselves look good on LinkedIn.
1: Sorry. It's the same interview that we had yesterday in London. I mean, that's what Catherine found out straight away is that, you know, any hopes that she had of participating in leadership or anything really, it was out of the way because she worked full-time and commuted, so she just didn't have the time or the energy to serve and yep. that was the end of the story then.
2: Yep, yep. That's it. That's pretty rough. That's the bottom line. Uh, so yep. live on a part-time That's wage in one of the most expensive cities in the world, Sydney, mm. Mm. and um, sell your soul to Hillsong and then you somehow be granted a special green room access pass and probably yeah. enter into the holies of holies. Not sure what that looks like in reality, but.
1: I mean, Brian's had a driver. Just as an aside, Brian has a driver, like,
2: on call or something. They all had drivers during conference, no matter what. Okay, Sorry, so they've got no eight. time to 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 drive from the hills to Homebush, apparently, no. where the Olympic um, Centre was. Or they might be over the limit. or <laughs> I can only imagine. Or... Uh,
1: Mm, well, it's nice. I mean, you don't... Some of us
2: are blessed, you know.
1: Well, apparently, um, because apparently, who was it, Mariah has like five houses and each house has the closet has the same clothes in it and the same handbags. So, do you know what I mean? Wherever she is, she can wear what she
2: wants. So that's nice. I think it's nice. Wouldn't it be nice?
1: Oh, I wouldn't mind a driver. Do you know what I mean? No parking problems. No,
2: like, like... <laughs>
1: really get engaged on the roads you could just perhaps read the newspaper more
2: i would appreciate that like you know there's a lot of things oh. to be reading right now
1: so much time wasted driving and it's really i mean it's for the common people when you think about it you know just actually driving one's own car it's a bit ugh. Yeah. lower class
2: it is a bit um, lower class okay we will reconvene that was good just to catch up thank you for See the catch-up See you on the other side. I'm going to see you there. Bye. Bye.
1: Thank you so much for sticking around. And if you've made it through all three parts and it was okay, then that's very cool as well. I love all the different expressions and different voices and ways of communicating experiences. So thanks so much for coming along on the rides with us. We'll be back Sunday. Keep up the messages. Keep up the likes, the shares, the subscribes, the Patreon subscriptions, the PayPal visits, and above all, keep being kind to yourself. Some of this stuff's really tough, and trauma hits us in all different ways in different times, so allow yourself time, the time that you need. Be kind to those around you, and uh, do all of that while you just keep leaving Hillsong, and we'll talk soon. Bye.